Uh, I was born in a small town called Masjid Suleiman in southern Iran. I was born in Syria. I was born in Hamburg, Germany. I was born in Congo. I was born in Tanzania in a refugee camp. I was born in Singapore. Guatemala City. I'm from Ireland. I was born in Thailand refugee camp. I was camp. born in Mumbai. India. I was born in Vientiane, Laos. I was born in England. I was born in Costa Rica. Welcome to Many Roads to Here, bringing the voices of immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers to a national conversation about migration and identity. I'm your host, Caitlin Dwyer. Reza Uddin fled Myanmar amid horrific violence. He rebuilt his life in rural Oregon with the help of librarians. Now he assists other Rohingya refugees escaping genocide. A warning to listeners, today's episode contains descriptions of violence. If you have kids around, you might want to listen another time. Alison Merkel has Reza's story. I was born in Mongdo, Arkansas State, Burma. The epicenter of where the genocide has started. Yes, I am a Rohingya. Reza Udin, born in 1964, grew up in a prominent family in Burma, a country now called Myanmar. Reza's family owned a pharmacy in town and farmland in the country. Like most Rohingya Muslims in his hometown, Reza and his family lived side by side with Buddhists when he was growing up. As a child, Reza wasn't aware of the institutionalized discrimination against the Rohingya. Since Burma gained independence in 1948, the Buddhist-led government has been gradually limiting the rights of the Rohingya population. In 1982, when Reza was in high school, the government passed a law denying Rohingya citizenship. In the high school, then we are re- preparing to go to the college, and you, have, you need to the NRC card, National Registration card. And even though the day when I was born, my from the hospital, the, they already assigned the numbers, registration NRC numbers. I have the numbers. I still remember AK193222. This is my NRC number as a permanent citizen. But when you turn 18, then you can get to get the NRC card. So uh, most of the people, the Buddhists, they are getting automatic on that time. And when I tried to get it, and and it wasn't easy. And there's uh, some people that I know personally work there in the immigration department. And so I approached them, and we have to go through a little bit back way from the back door able to obtain my NRC card. After bribing officials to grant him a national registration card, Reza was able to apply to college. He was accepted into Sitway College as a physics major. However, as Reza was finishing up high school, he started hearing reports of violence against Rohingya students at Sitway. Through a connection, Reza was able to transfer to the University of Rangoon before the school year started. In Rangoon, a large multicultural city, Reza could escape overt discrimination, at least for a bit. But back home in Mongdal, he knew that things were getting worse. I myself was okay having fun as a college student. I was young, teenager, like in my 20s. But we can see that back home, 
uh, I, st I started grabbing their people are losing their property people people are losing their farmland and I start some of the government is try to relocate in some Buddhist people bring them from the other parts of the country uh, settling there and those kind of things and when you do the farmland if you're Muslim you have to pay more and like uh, if you are a Buddhist, you don't have to pay anything to the government, some kind of tax. So we can see that it was coming. In 1988, while Reza was in college, students in Rangoon began protesting against the military dictatorship that had been in place since 1962. Thousands of people marched through the streets, demanding democracy. I was in my the senior year last year, and the even the event started uh, the dorm that I, I I used to live, and one night there was a fight between a policeman and then one of the students. He got killed, and then it started from there, and then it spread out throughout the nation, and then government collapsed. For a brief moment in 1988, after the government collapsed and before the military regained control, student leaders in Rangoon led the administration and tried to build a transitional government. It was called the, the Mayu Party. It, it, was, it, was, it was only Rohingya students from our region. I was part of it in the leadership. Then a lot of students fled the country, including myself. I fled too to Bangladesh. I was there for three, four months and I came back, not openly. And I was able to go back, finish school, graduate. And during the 90, in my final year, I went, went back to home to visit. And then the special branch of the police, right? After one day, I, I arrived back and then they came to my house and then asked me to come to their office and then I have to go, go to their office and then so they asked me all kind of questions and my activities what what I was I have done what I was doing it you know what is my plan right now and then I was told that I have to report to them every day and some of the because my friends are some of them already in the in the prison they were arrested after they came back from the finishing their school I was advised my father told me to not to come back so I didn't come back. Reza knew that his father was right. It was time for him to leave the country. Back in Rangoon, Reza tried to get a passport and visa. I was able to get the passport, but it wasn't easy. And so there's some broker. You cannot go to the like the passport office you are you applying it you cannot do that so there's some broker and you have to pay the price then on that time i have a brother living in the united states and then i applied uh, to a college in here in eastern oregon blue mountain community college in pendleton i got accepted and then then i applied the visa in the rangoon i was it was rejected by the u.s consulate and I was, he was selling that the, the reason was that you already graduated from here for you are going to community college. You have to try to get the, your you know, advanced master degree. 
I told my brother and then my brother talked to the, on that time, uh, Senator Hatfield, Oregon Senator. His office uh, sent me a recommendation letter to reconsider my, my visa application. And in the, in the application, they mentioned the situation of the Rohingya. I was, I, I was able to get the visa. When Reza moved, his brother in Pendleton was his only relative in the United States. At the advice of their father, almost everyone in Reza's immediate living family chose to leave their home region of Rakhine State. Reza's two sisters moved to Rangoon, his eldest brother moved to Singapore, and his father relocated to Bangladesh. Only one of Reza's brothers stayed in their hometown, where he manages the family pharmacy. A year after Reza moved to Pendleton, Reza's brother, a plant pathologist, left Oregon for a position at the University of Georgia. All alone in Pendleton, Reza started gaining the attention of the locals. And during the winter time when there's snow, when I was walking, and I was the only one walking. And a lot of people I stopped by, gave me the right. The newspaper came over to me, you know, they got the whole front page interview. Ask you where I am from, how did I end up in Pendleton, and why I walk every day, and then how come I don't have a car, it was front page article, and then and then they said like, you know, one, one was a snow day, the library, and he, even though I don't know, before I leave, he, she just come here in front of my house, you know, he, she, she just wait there for me, to give me a ride. Reza made quite an impression on the Pendleton librarians. Later, when Reza's passport expired, another Pendleton librarian named Tony helped Reza apply for asylum. I spent a lot of time in the library. I spent a lot of time. I was reading most of the time international news, newspaper, and then there's not a lot of people that reading on those kind of Far East economic review and things like that. So he noticed. From his notice, he just started talking to me, and then he got very comfortable with me. So we a lot of hang around. His name is Tony, as Swedish. So he's the one found me the lawyer. He's the one brought me to Portland to see the lawyer. And then when I took lawyer and they agreed to oh, accept the, my, my case, there was a $1,500 retainer fee need to give to the lawyer. I don't have any extra money to give the $1,500 to lawyer. I, w- I was thinking, you know, how do I get this $1,500? I don't, I'm kind of losing my mind. Next time I saw it, he already wrote the check for me, $1,500. And then I applied the political asylum as a, as a Burmese, as a, as a Rohingya Muslim. The guy who interviewed me, he was, maybe this is their techniques. He was, he, he, he was very, sometimes very rude, very, very strict, sometimes very tricky. But I stayed at, uh, as it is, I don't have anything to lie to make up things. There were, even after the interview, my lawyer was not very ho- the hopeful, even though my story was very yeah. credible. I was told that it may, it may take up to three months to get the result, yes or no. And then, but it took only 10 days. I, re- I received the letter that I was granted and then all my life changed. Reza stayed in Pendleton for one year and then transferred to Portland State University. 
He graduated with a chemistry major and landed a job at an environmental science company as a technician. Now in his 30s, it was time for Reza to start thinking about marriage. Arranged marriages were tradition in his family, and Reza's family organized for him to marry a family friend from their hometown. In 2001, Reza became a U.S. citizen. He could finally leave the country to see his family and meet his fiance. Reza visited his brother in Singapore and obtained a visa to travel to Rangoon, where he would marry his wife. Even though Reza's visa let him stay in Myanmar for two weeks, he wasn't allowed to visit his hometown, since he was technically considered a foreigner. Then I went to Rangoon. It was, at, it was exactly after 10 years uh, uh, since I left. And then I stayed there two weeks, and then by the time uh, we have pretty much everything settled, you know, for the marriage. We already talk about the, my wife. I have already communicating with her. We already knowing each other. We are same town, family, friends. So we, I did a very, um, a small, you know, just religious thing ceremony. None of the, my family, my brothers, my dad was alive on that area. They are not able to come to Rangoon because it's not allowed. So I applied for her as a wife, a spouse. Uh, it took about. About 10 months. So he, she came, she joined me here. Shortly after Reza's wife arrived in the U.S., the couple bought a gas station in Salem. Today, Reza manages the gas station full-time along with his wife. They now have two teenage daughters. Since Reza left Myanmar, the Rohingya refugee crisis has worsened. In 2017, hundreds of thousands of Rohingya fled Myanmar to Bangladesh after troops burned their villages and attacked Rohingya civilians. Around 288 villages were destroyed by fire in Rakhine State, Reza's home. Since 2017, over 730,000 Rohingya have sought refuge in Bangladesh. The UN calls the government action against the Rohingya a textbook example of ethnic cleansing. And the kind of atrocity that they have done to the babies, to the women, is beyond imaginable as a, as a human being. Throwing the baby in the fires, raping the mothers in front of, of the, their children, cutting, chopping up the husband in front of the wife. So those are the very extremely brutal. 280-90 villages that people left, they are steadily, they are, some of them are already bulldozed and completely wiped out. Some of them has a growing, all kind of bushes, trees, all the animals are there from the, from the jungle, tigers, a lot of snakes. The houses are all being burned down to the ground. From Oregon, Reza does what he can to help the refugee crisis. He started an organization called Friends of Rohingya. Reza has visited the refugee camps twice to distribute supplies. Since I've been here, the, I sponsor a lot of refugees and uh, 
The Rohingya refugee crisis is ongoing. There are a number of groups working in the refugee camps that accept donations, including BRAC, Action Against Hunger, and the UN Refugee Agency. You can donate to Reza's organization at friendsofrohingya.org. Many Roads to Hear is a production of The Immigrant Story in collaboration with Portland Radio Project. This episode was produced by Allison Merkel. Audio editing was done by Kent Randalls, assisted by Gordon Graham. Our executive producer makes spreadsheets into storytelling, Sankar Raman. For more episodes, visit prp.fm or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.